Cura, this program is brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Wellington Access Radio, make your voice heard. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 3 of Inside Out's still nameless radio show. Um, we'll get to that soon, I'm sure we'll find an amazing name that we can all be very proud of. Um, so you're listening to Wellington Access Radio on 783 AM. Um, yeah, so this week's this week's episode we have Alan, would you like to introduce Hi everyone. <laughs> can you hear me? Yeah, I, I, can you hear me? Yeah, I can cool. actually. Yeah, everything's good, going well. Awesome. Check just, one, two. Yeah, <laughs> just a disclaimer to everyone, this is our first ever time we're going live, so <laughs> apologies in advance. If and we're going to do great. Yeah. It's going to go so smooth. <laughs> yeah, it will. It will. Let's um, touch wood. All right, cool. Um, first up, we will have some news items, as usual. Now... Today, this week, uh, in particular, Indonesia has been in the spotlight in the LGBTI community in a sort of negative way. Um, we think, you know, we're going forwards and being progressive all the time. But the Indonesian Psychiatrist Association now treats being gay, lesbian, bisexual or transgender as a mental condition, uh, believing there are proper treatments to cure people. And I'm just going to guess that they don't even go past those for um, identifi- identifications because, yeah. Um, one of the members of the association said that sexual tendencies were triggered by external factors and if these were tolerated by people, it would become an accepted part of society, quote unquote. Um, okay. <laughs> um, a particular member said that we really do care about them. And I'm guessing she's meaning us as, you know, LGBTIQ <laughs> community. So they care about us. But um, she went then went on to compare sexual appetite to a drug addiction. So hmm, not quite sure if that's true, that they really care about us. Um, it's interesting because the World Health Organization actually removed homosexuality off the psychiatric um, disorder list on May the 17th, 1990. So, it's a while ago. It is a while ago. <laughs> You'd think people have caught on, eh? But. Um, if I just comment on one thing, that uh, in different parts of Asia, the, the treatment of LGBT community can vary drastically. So, mm. um, But when I was in Cambodia, they have a section in your guidebook about what to expect. And apparently in Cambodia, it's still not recognised. I don't know if that's oh, still true now. It could completely. be a too old guidebook. But at one point, quite recently, it still wasn't recognised as an actual thing so to have sexual orientation wow. other than straight wasn't recognized at all but if you uh if you identify as a woman in your relationship with another woman you could hold hands because they have a more affectionate culture so uh, the approach in each country is so different and strange yeah that's yeah it's fascinating i mean we're so used to just like our westernized you know like yeah. just, in every country there's they they approach this the community differently and it's really but if, interesting but if you were holding hands with somebody who's just a friend in a western society I feel like people would get confused and think you're a couple mm. and so there's like a la- uh, a different approach to affection in a western culture so yeah. yeah it's just it's just interesting and obviously in some of those countries it's still illegal as well so yeah, yeah just varies from place to place and um, if you're travelling that's something you should research or be aware of yeah good thing to keep in mind eh? mm. yeah Oh, thank you. That's really interesting. Um, an Indonesian mayor also has recently blamed foods such as baby formula and instant noodles for creating gay babies, um, <laughs> which is just funny. <laughs> it's, yeah, you can, you can just laugh about it. It's, it's, um, 
he, he claimed that no wonder there are more LGBT uh, in the relation to the change in the baby's diets that's been happening recently. I think that's, yeah, <laughs> good excuse. Um, <laughs> yeah. In a positive news item is that um, a photo collection of these uh, 20 bearded men have um, a a photographer called Mark Leeming, I think he's based in England, Um, he's created this project in November where he's taken these 20 pictures of men um, with glitter on their beards and just expressing gender in in really fluid ways. So if you want to go check them out, they're very cool and they're very like pop art, sort of like colourful, flamboyant, um, they've got that sort of feel to them. So you should check the photos online. The project is called Bearded Brutes, so I think you can find the photos on www.beardedbrutes.com. You should go check that out. <laughs> yeah. Um, cool. So what's this, what's this um, episode about? Okay, so this episode is kind of loosely going to be about the theme of LGBTQIA youth in healthcare and hospitals. And we have a pre-recorded segment from a hospital from Bella and Nate. Awesome. And we're just going to play this right now. Hi, everyone. Guess where we are? It's right. It's the hospital. (laughs) (laughs) Guess is here with me. That's right. It's Nathaniel. Surprise. <laughs> Nathaniel, why are we in the hospital? Uh, so I had a heart attack at the age of 20. Bleak. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was quite bleak. Positive. You're alive. Yes, I am. It's been about a week now in the hospital. Um, yeah, a week and a bit, week and a bit now. It's, to, it's, it's Monday exactly today. Yeah, so exactly a week. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah you're right. So how has the hospital been treating you, like, in regards to trans things? In regards to trans things, they've been absolutely amazing. Um, they've, that's also because they're, I guess they're required to use my name, because it's the only name I have, because um, it's legally changed. And they're required to... I, that's really weird, though, that um, it comes up on as male as my medical um, sheets, um, which has only ever been changed on my passport, so it's not changed on my birth certificate. Would that be through Evolve? I, I no, because mine mine hasn't been changed yet, so I don't know anything about that. Which has kind of made it a bit hard for some nurses who are quite new, who are students, who are coming in to like check on me and like um, change some like sticky things that are on my chest. Um, so obviously, I have to take off my shirt and like. And um, then they're just like, oh, okay, this is a bit different. So, like... That's a bit different. It's a bit different. Because <laughs> um, I haven't had top surgery, so, like, it's not a thing. Yeah. But, um, yeah. What would you say, then, is the worst thing from the hospital? The worst like, thing The from... one thing that you would be like, damn, hospital, you need to step your game up. Oh. Have I said anything? Food is definitely a thing. <laughs> For, uh, I think, queers coming in who are definitely vegan or vegetarian, you're going to have the shittest time of your entire life. Um, get your friends to go down <laughs> and get you some goddamn food, because, like, it's not... You're not going to do very well. No. Um, Baked beans. You'll live off... Milk-free yeah, Milk-free mashed, mashed potato. potato and, um, dead broccoli. And no, it's mostly... It's also the bread that's the saddest, because they'll say it's toast, and then it gets to you when it's bread. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's really sad. 
<laughs> like it's a little bit toasted, but it's bread by the time, you know? Like it's gone all soggy and it's just, it's obviously been sitting out for a while. Like, mm, yeah. That's really nasty. Yeah. But um, every single like doctor and nurse has been fine with pronoun usage, mm-hmm. um, except for like probably today, which I, I've gotten used to it being fine though. Um, like I was having a running test to <laughs> yeah, um, sort out my um, uh, what is it called? Uh, like heart rate. Yes, yeah, a stress test. Yeah. So, and um, obviously I told one of the nurses to tell them that I was trans because like no one knew, mm-hmm. and I was going to be running with no binder on. Um, so it's kind of like a given. Um, also like no pants. So like, you know, um, and then. It's obvious when someone starts thinking about your pronouns that they kind of stuff up a bit. Yeah. Yeah, so. Do you have any awkward or funny conversations or situations that have arose, arisen, arisen in the last uh, ar- week? Arised? Arise. <laughs> <laughs> in the last week? In the last week. Um, I haven't really had, I, don't, I can't really remember. Oh, okay, no, I have two. I have two. <laughs> I have to, um, I was, like, cuddling in bed with someone, um, and then, like, a nurse, uh, came in and told us, what did, they, what did she say? She said, uh, that she had to get out of, uh, the bed, um, so that, uh, what was it? Because it was contamination, and, like, nurses had come in before, and it was absolutely fine, and, like, she was so angry and scary that, like, it was, like, literally, like, shit, damn, <laughs> like... Alright. We had to ask a nurse after it just to see if it was like a thing, but it, it turns out it was a thing, but like she was like, Yeah, some nurses will care about it and some don't and it's like Right then. Like, Trust you to get the bad one then. Yeah, it just like all of a sudden just really seemed like this homophobic kind of thing that happened and it was like, Oh god, like okay, it's because it was kind of like the look on her face, you know? The, yeah. The quick kind of like snap. The snap judgment. The snap judgment. And that's definitely what we were just like, oh, it's definitely. Would you say that it was a generational thing, that it was mainly because she was a lot older than a lot of the maybe, other nurses? Maybe, maybe, yeah, because quite the younger ones didn't really care. Um, yeah. And it's not like she's bringing in disease, like. <laughs> <laughs> just a walking sack of Ebola. <laughs> oh, no, no, we're not, we're not making those jokes. <laughs> um, but. Yeah, no, it's not. It's absolutely fine. So, yeah, that's, that's cool. so great. Do oh no, no, and there's another story. No, no, if I can fit that in, is a piss pot story. So obviously, like, um, if you guys know pot. what a piss pot is, sorry, uh, they took it away. Um, so it's basically what they leave in your room for men, um, overnight, so that you don't have to go to the toilet. You can just piss in this pot. Uh-huh. It's still like a thing. Um, and I was. I right now have a portable um, heart rate monitor so that I can go anywhere around the hospital within like maybe like 50 meters of the heart monitor and be fine. Um, but I got hooked up to it the other night because there was a there wasn't very many of them um, and stuff like that. Um, and so I was like, hey, like I need to go to the toilet. So every single time I need to go to the toilet, I need to pull myself off the heart monitor, which means I'm not monitored um, to go to the toilet. And um, she was like, nah, here's a piss pot, and put it down. And then, like, obviously didn't know that I was trans. And I just <laughs> sat there, and I was like, okay. And just, like, hold, held my piss. And by the time, like, she was like, another nurse came in, I was like, I need to go for a piss. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it just took me off the, the monitor and was like, I have to stand outside. <laughs> like, I was like, this is just hilarious. Like, I just stood, sat there staring at that piss pot for ages, like, what? Like... <laughs> 
but at the same time, the maths felt unachievable. Pretty decent, though. Like, yeah, I guess it does feel decent, but also it's just a funny story that it's like, no, I can't really use that, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. I could try. <laughs> I could definitely try. Okay. Did you have anything else that you felt needed to be said in these last three minutes? Last three minutes. Um. Have I talk, uh, talked about opera, op, opposite gendering? No, we didn't. That's a really good thing. Yeah. Okay. I also had another, I think, I guess, like, situation-wise, like, which I find quite interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I guess, good in a way, because I've had it cu- happen to me a couple of times also by your dad once. Oh, yeah. Um, My dad's the worst. <laughs> like, the best, but the worst. Yeah, like. I, but, like, it was uh, it's opposite gendering. So, basically, like, um, because all of my things have changed, my name has changed, and my my pronouns have changed to the right one, um, which is male. Um, they sometimes seem to think, because obviously I haven't had top surgery yet, um, that they think I'm heading in the way to be a trans woman instead. <laughs> um, so, like, that's right, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, or they just don't know. They're mixed up and they, they're, they're wondering. So, like, that's obviously down to, like, I feel, even though, I, I feel like, you, you know, you don't really want that on your medical, like, papers that you're trans, but to be honest, it will help you, I think it will help the system quite a lot, yeah. dealing with nurses, new nurses who are coming in, students, and people who don't know, because obviously it's something that's a lot more accepted within the medical community, um, but, like... It's also, like, a huge thing of, like, education-wise. Yeah, but definitely all the nurses knew about it, um, which is good which I would be angry if they didn't. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they've had the, um, they've had the education surrounding this, um, so that's great. But also, like, it would be great if they would know beforehand because then, then there would be all of these instances which wouldn't have happened. Have happened. Yeah. yeah. If you could wave a magic wand and fix one thing in this hospital and, like, of this last week... What would it be? The food. The food. <laughs> Just the food. No, I think it's no. It's it's like like food is such a big thing for for your well being. Mm-hmm. Like, a spe- no, I think it is. It's literally for everyone. And like, started to feel depressed because my food was depressing. Mm-hmm. Like you know, and yeah. that wasn't. I had friends around and stuff like that, but it still made me quite depressed. Because, like, you know, when you get, like, bread and, it, like, toast and it's not bread anymore and it's just, like, this jam or marmalade. It, it was still bread. It was, yeah, it was, it was still bread, soggy. but, like, it was soggy. It wasn't toast anymore and, like, it's just... Yeah. Obviously, there are worse situations than this. Worse. Um, worse. <laughs> there are worse situations than what I'm in. Um, but, like, this is definitely something that I would uh, I'd love changed around the vegetarian and vegan, like... Yeah, it's because they smushed stars. the ve- vegetarian and yeah, vegan so, yeah, together. Yeah, exactly. Like, I got an egg sandwich today from because then... It's because they smushed the vegan, vegetarian and vegans together. But uh, even for a vegan, this is sad, you know? Bleak. It's bleak. Okay, well, we're out of time, but... <laughs> Thank you for still being a part of this show, even while you're in hospital. Oh, yeah, of course. Okay. Back to you guys. Thank you so much, Nate and Bella, for taking the time to record that. And Nate, for your insightful and being open about just everything, um, your experiences in hospital. 
Um, just a reminder that we're listening to Wellington Access Radio, 783 AM. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, yeah, get well soon, Nate. And I found that really interesting. Yeah. It's, it's something, it's a perspective that you don't normally hear about at all. Um, and it was good to hear that it was actually quite a positive experience, a lot of respects. Mm, yeah, mm. definitely. I mean, I can relate, Nate, to quite a lot of things that you said about like having the ECG like the sticky things on your chest and being pre-op it's quite an interesting experience when you sort of have to take your top off to a nurse that you don't know if they know that you're like you have to explain to them that you're trans so it's like coming out every time and you because there are so many different nurses and doctors that come so it's like mm, do I tell them do they already know like once I had it and I was like awkwardly explaining to them my situation. They're like, oh, yeah, it's fine, we know. And then the other time, they didn't know. So it's like, what do you do? (laughs) But it seems like you're navigating it pretty well. And yeah, also the food. Yeah. I'm so sorry to hear about your toast situation. I really feel for you. That's horrific. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but thank you for sharing your story, Nate. That's really generous. And we really hope that you are feeling better soon. And Thanks for still being on the show, even from your hospital bed. Yeah, really dedication. <laughs> yeah, also made for a good good theme, good prompt, you know, because everything is material. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, Alan, have you had any, or Tabby, have you had any experiences with the healthcare system, either positive or negative? Also, I was just going to say in general terms that um, something that I think is quite bad about the way is, uh, sexual health is treated um, is for queer women <clears throat> who have only ever identify as women only ever been with other women there's not a lot of resources or awareness about getting sexual health checks and in fact um, you might actually be turned away or discouraged but it's still important to have sexual health checks regardless of your sexual partners and so, yeah, just wanted to raise a little bit of awareness about that. And I think that is a difficulty. And I just think even if you bring up the questions about, so how should I be approaching my sexual health as a queer woman? I often find that there's a there's a lack of education with nurses and doctors in respect to that. Mm, totally. Yeah, agreed. And <laughs> I think as well, something really interesting is kind of the language that um, nurses and doctors do use, especially around kind of sexual health stuff and um, like I had an experience where they asked if I was sexually active um, and I said yes and then they said okay do you need or do you have contraception and just you know assumed of course that I was straight and that I mm. needed contraception and wanted to talk about that um, and then I had to you know come out and explain no I'm actually in a relationship with a woman don't need that right now um, <laughs> and yeah it's just quite awkward and but as, you know as soon as they make that assumption for lots of people that's a point where you would shut off and not want to not feel comfortable to tell them your sexuality or anything and and maybe that would shut you off from getting further support or sexual health information that you did need and I guess as well I have noticed that that does kind of shut down the conversation and there isn't much more about kind of talk about what support for safe sex or for um, sexual health checks or anything that you do need if you are yeah in a queer relationship maybe yeah in a queer relationship maybe Absolutely, and even just the assumption that people are in sexual relationships as well. Like, you know, not all relationships are sexual. And I don't know, there are a lot of things that I think health professionals do have, you know, have a way to come. But it's also, I've noticed um, 
my sister's studying medicine up at Auckland University and they have they really do make an effort to educate the future doctors on LGBTQI plus you know issues and I think I mean it's it's made me realize that you know maybe the next generation of doctors are going to have a bit of a better idea of what's going on and and hopefully they can respect us more so that's that's, that's a, yeah hopefully things will be better in the future yeah that's exciting yeah cool so we've got a little song to play now some musical interlude um this is saint vincent digital witness good
Alrighty, that was St. Vincent Digital Witness. Now, Alan, is it right that you've seen St. <laughs> Vincent live? Yeah, I have seen St. Vincent live. It's a very cool experience. Um, she integrates a lot of contemporary dance moves in her shows, so it's not just like you're watching a live band play, which I maybe quite controversially sometimes find a little bit dull. It's a real <laughs> spectacle, and yeah. there's a lot of like subtle... Um, symbolism that goes on in her acts and um, I also just wanted to say that she's been on record saying that she's sexually fluid and then it doesn't matter about the gender of her partners and yeah and she is in a relationship with Cara Delevingne and there's a rumour that she Cara Delevingne proposed to St Vincent on the Eiffel Tower that I read on Autostraddle but I hope that's not true because that's kind of lame. <laughs> Those are my facts about St. Vincent. Now you know. <laughs> awesome. And to finish up the show, we've got two minutes left. So Tabby's going to talk a little bit about Pride Festival Week next week, which is really soon. And there's so much going on, so much exciting stuff. So take it away. Yeah, so the Wellington Pride Festival kicks off on Sunday, which is quite scary. Um, and myself and Bella from Inside Out are going to be speaking at the um, opening launch at Parliament, which is also the celebration of the 30th anniversary of homosexual law reform. It's pretty exciting. Um, go New Zealand. And then on Monday night, um, Inside Out is ho- hosting our event for the Pride Festival, which is called Pride on Board, and it's a fundraiser, so it's just $5 entry, and there's going to be heaps and heaps of different kinds of board games, including... Dogopoly, which is a dog version of Monopoly, what does not love. Um, (laughs) So that's on Monday the 7th of March from 6 to 10pm, and it's at the Preservatorium Cafe and Cannery, which is um, at 39 Webb Street, so just at the bottom of Cuba Street. Um, Yeah, so there's going to be heaps of games, and there's also lots of great prizes, so shout out to some of our sponsors, which include, of course, the Preservatorium Cafe and Cannery, um, Artie B's Books, Unity Books, Lush, Uh, <laughs> yes, some other great ones. Um, Blue Illusion, um, Graphics, the like comic store on Cuba Street. Take your time, you have a minute. Cool. Like, <laughs> what was another? Oh, the Clockwork Steampunk Shop. Yep, they, oh, were, nice. they were awesome. Sorry, I forgot my notes. Um, there's just <laughs> so many sponsors to keep up with. It's awesome. Mm. Emporium have just given us some vouchers today. Oh, so, nice. so, lots of great prizes. Um, snacks. Lots of great times to play games. <laughs> and then, um, of course, there's a whole array of things happening as part of the Pride Week, which you can find out about at wellingtonpride.org.nz. And then the next thing that we're going to be at will be on the Saturday out in the park. That program is brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Get your voice heard.